What is up, everyone? I am your host, Andrew Fall, otherwise known as the Captain, and I am excited to present to you our new show today on the Serious Angler Network called The Lure Lab. This show is predicted, predicated on bringing you our personal insight on different lures, techniques, and some modifications that we think will help you catch more bass. So joining me is going to be Bailey Egbert and Adam Deacon from the Serious Angler Network and Business from the Bass Boat. What is up, guys? Not much, man. Fired up to get this thing off the ground. I've been working on it for quite a while and I uh, think it's going to be something unique and cool to show yeah. uh, show folks in a, both the video and audio format. Yeah, episode number one. It's exciting, right? Oh, yeah. Excited, excited to show some people some baits. Yes, love baits. So we might as well get started. You know, it's episode one, um, and we're diving into Alabama rig fishing today, specifically where small bait fish preside, because that's what we have around us, right, in the Northeast, in Colorado. So let's kind of dive right in and start talking A-rig. So Deacon, if you want to lead us off, what is your favorite A-rig to throw, when and where and why? Yeah, so I'm gonna go something uh, a little different. I think I've talked about it before on other shows, but it's a it's a Western bait. Um, this is the G rig, okay, yeah. and this is by G Funk Baits, and basically they're kind of a small wire finesse style A rig. Can absolutely handle big fish. Um, I mean, guys in the Delta and and Clear Lake and stuff deal with these things all the time. But what I really like about this A-Rig specifically is you have, so it's tournament legal uh, from the standpoint in the vast majority of tournaments, especially out West, are either a two-prong or a three, two-hook or a three-hook Alabama rig. Um, and it's got a nice small, small blades there. I like the smaller blades, smaller bait fish again is what uh, primarily my opinion when you're targeting an A-Rig. You've got two screws up top, so you don't have to do anything different with your two dummies. You've got one main wire coming back far, which is uh, pretty handy for that. That's going to get most of your bites. Then you've got your two bottom ones. Everything's with a split ring, an owner split ring there. Um, real strong, sturdy, and the wire's thin. Um, pretty sleek profile there. Obviously, you're going to spend those out when you're uh, rigging it. But uh, I think it's an awesome, awesome finesse style A-rig. It's got a lot of fish for me, and I really like the concept of having those two dummies up and out of the way and they make applications for five wire uh five bait hooks um and then down to those two the single they call that the desert rig because that's how it is in nevada and arizona where you can only use two hooks on those uh, on those rigs but i just think they're very customizable that's going to be my my a rig of choice and, and i think that's something we should highlight too the importance of is checking with your state local Right, uh, regulations, right? Tournament, tournament regulations, because every state, province, sometimes counties within states have different regulations for Alabama rig fishing. Like I know Minnesota is one hook point, New York is five. So it's kind of crazy how many different companies have different A-rigs out there specifically built. And we're going to dive into this in a minute, but there are modifications you can do too to make them two, one, five, whatever you need. So Bailey, what is yours? Yeah, for me, um, being in New York, we have the, like you mentioned, the advantage of throwing five hooks. Uh, my favorite one is the Hog Farmer five wire. Uh, and I am a big fan of the blades. I haven't experimented too much without blades, but it's actually, it's actually one that I literally just took off of a rod just now that I was throwing at state championships. 
recently. And it's it's one that's it's very standard Alabama rig, but it's one that's just built with a little bit tougher wires on it. I believe they're titanium wires, whereas some other, you know, uh, A-rigs have an issue with wires breaking. Uh, this one, you're going to be getting the bank for your buck. And they are a little more on the expensive side. I believe they're about 30 to 35 bucks, but you are getting a lot more fish on this thing, uh, being that it's a little bit, a little bit more tough. Uh, but again, just you can you can switch around the blades. We're going to get into modifications here in a little bit, but it's just got smaller nickel, um, basically blades because we have smaller alwives here in New York. Um, we'll get into heads here a little bit too, but obviously heavier on the bottom. Middle is about standard, you know, lighter on top. But I kind of keep everything pretty straightforward in terms of swim baits because we don't have very big bait fish here in New York mm -hmm. in certain places. So um, pretty standard, just a simple five wire a rig, something that is going to uh, stand tough to the you know big bottle rocket small mouth that we have here up in new york yeah um, that's a great choice so for me it is the flash mob jr because i am on the water a ton and i go through a ton of alabama rigs and when my clients break them off i don't cry over 35 dollars. so flash mob jr arms fly off of it all the time you have to be super careful with the equipment that you use on it but the blades are great there's some simple mods you can do. This is just your standard right out of the package, except for I added a swivel and a split ring on it. So it rotates a little bit better. So when a small mouth jumps, kind of segueing right into mods, when uh, a small mouth jumps or when we're fishing it in current a lot here where I'm at on the Niagara River, when you, without this, the bait will tend to rotate in the current and it'll make a big loop in your line. So that barrel swivel and split ring help keep the bait level while mm. it comes through the water column. So there's something really easy. I think these are like $13.99. So you, you can buy three of them for the price of one hog farmer. So that's why I go for the Flash Mob Jr. And they just work. And they do work, dude. I yes. think that's the biggest thing. That has got to be the most common. For those of you looking to get into A-rig fishing and are, are interested but don't want to spend the $25, the $30 for the ones that Bailey and I are talking about, because you will lose these very often. And another thing that Andy touched on, too, is these wires are are bendable. And what's nice about Bailey's talking about, they, they don't break as often. But I think there's something to having that thin wire mm -hmm. um, get you some more bites sometimes. But and that flash when you're when you're um, pumping that bait, all those those jig heads and that weight can make it move. But anyways, um, that that is uh, got to be the most common. Andy. I see that more in more tournament uh, early season, like Toyota series where the A rig is legal with people holding up what technique they're using. Yeah. Flash mob junior, baby. Flash mob juniors are lined <laughs> up and guys have cases of them in their trucks because they're like you said, 10, 13 bucks a pop. Yeah. yeah. The saddest thing with the flash mob juniors when you load up in cast and you see one arm go to the right and the rest of the body go to the left. It's fantastic. But um, no, the the nice part about it is too, just real quick, you can buy them literally anywhere. Any tackle retailer carries them from Omnia to Walmart to Amazon. They have it. So yep. let's talk about real quick before we jump into baits, the mods. Is there anything that you guys like to do to your A-Rigs that make them swim a little better, but maybe add some extra durability to them? I think the biggest thing, it's not really more, say, a modification, but I think balancing your A-Rig is, is super important. Mm -hmm. uh, when I kind of slightly hit on earlier was the bottom heads that I was using are heavier. Uh, that keeps, you know, the head of your A-Rig balance. It's not making that, you know, your your, mm -hmm. your rig twist on yourself. Um, keeping the middle one somewhat at that same kind of weight to 
um, kind of just you kind of almost want that free floating in the back. Uh, and I'll get to the middle one here in a second. Then your lighter ones are obviously you know, lighter on top. Um, and then the middle one, one thing I do, you know, you hear about some people talk about it is make the middle one typically different from the rest. Yeah. Um, I typically don't try to go too point. wacky with a color. Like if I'm doing shad on the outside, I like to maybe if I mix up too much, it's like perch on the inside. But if anything, it's it's more going like ghost colors on the outside to maybe like a white on the inside. But you can see here with do it molds, we actually pour Andy and I poured some heads the other day. It's a chartreuse head, especially with a small mouth being something that they need to pinpoint. That's kind of a cool little tidbit you could do is kind of change a little bit of color, especially on the middle one, make it stand out. Because if you when you do that, you will find most of the fish that you catch are going to come on that middle one and for, specifically for that reason. And also another like point that you could add onto that if you're like a simpleton like I was for a long time, if you take a spiked chartreuse market marker, you can draw like a thin lateral line down your middle swim bait on the fifth one right in the middle to create like a target. So you can do like a black sharpie down it, or a chartreuse sharpie, or the spike tail it marker, the I'll tail dip tail. it and spike it. Yeah, just something to make that middle one pop because that's going to be the target spot for those fish. But what about you, Deacon? Yeah. So as far as modifications go, um, these are great out of the package as are most a rigs and it's just little, little tweaks. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of that specific spring lock there. I prefer the owner one that has the, uh, uh, I don't even know what it's the what owner. It's like remember. a hyper screw lock yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Basically it has that center pin to line up your swim bait really mm -hmm. easy and then spin it on. Um, I think that rides a little better. Um, I like how this already comes with a nice swivel or a barrel swivel on the front there to, to have that fish fight and turn. One thing I would like to say modification that I learned this last year, fishing the Toyota series, Lake of the Ozark, something not talked about all that much. Lance Freeman is a hammer when it comes to throwing an a rig and uh, he's probably going to kill me for talking about this, but that's what we're here for. Painting the blades, man, painting the blades, getting a powder coat and and dropping white or orange weird colors man he does some weird stuff with that and he thinks he gets more bites from it i've put white on one side white on the other adds a little flash and dingier water that kind of a thing another modification uh not even really a modification but something i want to really hit home especially with these thin thin finesse a rigs that we like throwing out west out here especially you want to be very particular when you bend this these wires mm -hmm. so that's the break point when you lose a fish and all a rigs will eventually break off a fish over time. So be ready for that. And especially in tournament setting, I like to use a pretty new a rig. I don't want something that's had 15 fish on it. Like that's just asking for disaster tournament day, but I like taking my thumb and bending that very. And for those of you listening on audio, you have to watch on video, but bending that right at the point and almost going very slow with that angle. So I'm not, I'm really not trying to make a, a direct 90 degree angle or anything. I'm, I'm, it's you're, gonna, you're virtually rounding it off, rounding it off. That's the best way to put it. Think of a curve on a graph. Like it's yep. going at that way. And that's just to put less stress on that point. Um, but anyways, that's uh that's all I got for modifications. I, yeah, think, I think really fast to add on that too, is be cognizant of when you do that, of what your angle, not just from a, a, where you're bending it out, but, from a left to right standpoint, because you can throw your whole rig out in the loop and that'll, you'll tangle up while you're casting and that sort of thing. You'll have jig heads catch each other. So making sure you're, because that, that A rig is placed perfectly. If you're able to just, like Deacon said, 
starts slowly bending out exactly where he placed his thumb and just be cognizant of that left to right movement. That way you're not, you know, throwing your A ring out of out of sorts. It's gonna be out of sorts when you catch a fish. But especially <laughs> a big small mouth. But uh yeah. 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 No, I like it. And and just trying to be cognizant too of like if you do the left one a certain way, try and match it the same with that right, right. one to have that keel be the same. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm gonna dive into like just the sizes of split rings and uh swivels that I add in. So there's two that are good. I like the VMC or the owner hyperwire, sizes three and four. The reason why I like those sizes is the pound that they are rated to. So like 60 pound and above is what you want with an A-Rig mm. just because you're slugging it on heavy fluorocarbon or braid. And in my situation here, the Niagara River, we're fishing them in a two to three mile an hour current sometimes. So you're fighting the current and the fish. So all the way around the Flash Mob Junior, I have the swivel here, which is rated. These are VMC. The swivel is rated to a hundred pound test. It's a size three. And then the split ring is rated to 88, and that's also a size three, what I have. And I'll even put it down here on the five arms and direct connect the heads because the last thing I want on my practice flash mob juniors, these swivels, I find sometimes on here that come on it will separate and fall apart as you fight fish and open up. So I found in a tournament setting, I'll go to all split rings. It's direct to the wire, and I don't lose as many fish because of equipment malfunctions. Just simple, easy. It's like $3 for both of these packs. It takes two minutes. Cut, cut off the swivels and the, the clips, and you're good to go. So rings are a game changer. Yeah. Yep. So let's hop into jig heads now. Kind of One speed second. it up here. One more modification. Yeah, go ahead. Not really a modification, but something that I did bring in here to talk about that I was blown away with. So... Last two years now, I fished Lake of the Ozarks Toyota Series, um, and it's an A-rig battle, right? But this, I, I, there's a lot of brush, a lot of trees, you're fishing brush piles, that kind of a thing. This is simply, this is just a lead weight. Um, this two ounce is what I like for A-rigs because it's heavy. You've got heavier line. You're going down to hit not exactly where like a crankbait bill or a jerkbait is where you could use a smaller bait. All that is is just a um, snap there. And you are taking that, opening it, putting it on your line. So this is when your A-rig's hung in a tree. You open your line, and then you lock it on and slide that literally down, get straight over top of it. And I kid you not, it worked nine, eight or nine out of ten times. I lost very few A-rigs. I was very impressed. straight on top of it. And it goes down, boom. It's almost like if you've ever had a Carolina rig stuck. You're sitting there jerking it, and you feel your weight go, donk, and come back down. That's what it's doing, and it's literally going, and you can do it over and over, and like two or three pops, it'll come right off. And if it doesn't, you end up breaking it off. You lose a little piece of two-ounce lead. Not a big deal. Hot um, tips by Adam Deacon on how they, to save your A-rig. A ton of A-rigs in brush with that. I can't even explain how powerful that is. That's awesome. So let's, um, with that A-rig saving tip, Let's dive into our jig heads and swim baits. So um, we talked about how we properly weight the A-Rig, right? Lighter weights, top, middle, and then heavier weights on the bottom to make it keel properly through the water. What are your favorite swim baits and uh, jig heads to use? Are you more of like a light wire hook or a heavier gauged hook on your A-Rig jig heads? Heavy for sure. Yeah. I, agree. I, I just think that when it's one that one, you're typically using a bigger rod with this, especially when you're throwing so much weight 
and you're, you're I mean, in most cases, you're not setting the hook. The fish is typically setting the hook for you. Yeah. You're kind of just trying to hold on. At least Fair. that's how you want them to eat it. Yeah. Um, with the capabilities of, unlike maybe a Minnesota, that's a one hook. Uh, the capability of having multiple fish on one bait, I think, is definitely one to be said that you need a heavier hook because the fish itself will bend it out. The fish hit it so hard, they'll bend it out if you go to a lighter wire. I'm not saying you can't get away with the lighter wire. I just think with this, with this, you know, being big line, big rod, and having so much going on, you're going to want the odds in your favor. I mean, those fish are going to hook themselves with the big hook. Yeah, uh, I would go stronger the better, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I'm in a complete agreement. And the lesson I think there that I learned was just like anything else, frog fishing or, or anything where you're doing something heavy, flipping, that kind of a thing. I got burnt in a tournament with a light jig head. And it wasn't because I was fine when it was a long, far away hook set. But I had a fish strike me right at the boat. And my instincts, I mean, I cracked him. You know what I mean? Yep. And when you're that close with a big rod... Like that's when luck, you, that's when you <laughs> you're flexing that hook right out. Yeah, I broke the hook too, and yeah. uh, and that's just what happened. So I, I've learned that lesson, and I'm in the same boat. I'm a heavy wire guy. Yeah. So um, me and Paley, when we were over pouring, this is I believe it's a Mustad 32 876 jig hook in three. This thing is beefy. It's literally made for like heavy duty flipping jigs, mm -hmm. and it's very important not to have a hook that will flex too much. Flex is good in a hook when you have multiple hooks and they're eating it and running with it, but you don't want it to flex so much that it opens up. So um, I'm all about the thicker gauge hooks. Yeah, and that's that manic mullet jig. Yeah, like do it molds. That's manic makes a, mullet. That makes a big difference, especially from an A rig standpoint. Just from the the vertical tie, uh, the, choosing the hook that you want in it. Um, then also being the fact that you're making so many of them and you're not spending so much money. Yeah. That's a very important point too, is the vertical line tie. You don't want mm -hmm. something that's more open face that will cause your baits to almost roll in the A-rig to roll. It's very important to have it the same, whatever, the same angle as your hook point, in my yeah. opinion. So I think besides uh, the custom jig heads too, I mean, really fast, I think a great jig head, that you can go with that are pretty cheap too. If you don't want to make your own, uh, like strike King squadron jig heads. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good. And you can get like, I think I got a six pack for like three bucks. Yeah. yeah. I, I, especially the baby squadron, oh, like you, up you here. Right here. There, yeah. yeah. Perfect. He's got yeah, a lot. So, of them. Real quick, funny story. Last year, me and Bailey fished a tournament Fantastic. and I was using a thin wire and I was like, I got to get rid of these hooks. And literally I had like five baby squadrons left in my, tackle box i threw them on i don't think i lost the fish after that and i was like i've never used them thin wire hooks again in my life they're 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 a great heavy gauge wire small hook you can put a kitek 28 kitek 38 okay. yep. and it's uh it's keeps the action in the tail for sure yeah. well, so while we're there swim baits what swim baits do you guys use on your a rigs and why because i think this is actually a very important part of the a rig to mimic the bait fish that you're fishing around in order to properly get bit. So what swim baits do you guys use on your average? Uh, I keep it super simple. Uh, I go being that typically, at least up here in New York, when we're throwing, when it's a rig season, you're catching a lot of fish. Mm -hmm. uh, so for me, a Kitex great, but I'm not putting that puppy on an a rig because it's so soft. It's expensive. I'm putting in, I'm putting a rage swimmer on there. That's going to Latin, especially when you pair it with super glue on the jig heads. Those suckers, unless they're you know short striking swim baits and they're taking the tails off, 
you're probably going to last a decent amount of fish. Uh, and then that between that, I have like a Berkeley power swimmer for the fact that those are like impossible to break. Yeah. Um, just it, it's, it's plain and simple, a durability thing and color. I just, I honestly don't change it up much from a, a flat white to like a ghost shad. Like if it's darker yeah. color, I throw white clear water, I throw ghost. And if it's not, if it's different from any of those, I'm probably not throwing an A rate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. Ghost pearl white. And then like a, a straight chartreuse one in the middle or what is this like sexy shad type kvd sexy shad right in the middle something just small mouth magic just something slightly different although if it is cloudy out i will go for outside small mouth magic because i want to match the sky color and Mm. go bright white in the sun yeah i'm a white guy when it's when it's cloudy um and then uh, clear days. Yeah, I'm going ghost minnow. I'm a fan of colors, especially just with how popular a rigging has gotten and bait fish in general um, are not as flashy as I think a lot of our baits show. So you already have all that flash going. You got all your wires. I'm a fan of ghost colors without fleck in them. Um, yes. I'm a, I'm a Kai tech guy still. Uh, we don't catch as many fish as you guys do in New York, but uh, the dough. um <laughs> No, that, that that color is awesome for me. It's I don't even know what it's called here. It looks like rainbow trout. Ghost rainbow. Ghost rainbow. Yeah. Um. So, Great anyways, color. fantastic thing. Um. I have heard that Kitex because they're a little heavier than your Rage swimmer. They swim up. They they have. They will actually move more in colder water conditions than a Rage swimmer. I can't tell if that's fact or not, but I like using these more so when the bite's not as good and it's a tough time of year, more so than the Rage swimmer. I use the Rage swimmer just as much, though. I have them both in my boat. Those are I keep it very simple. Those are pretty much the only baits and the colors you guys all just said are the one I'm throwing. So to touch on your point there, Deacon, if the water is under 48 degrees, I go to the Kitek because it's not how heavy it is; it's the salt content. It's more, it's soft and more subtle. So as so it comes cool. to the water, okay. It, the um, the tail swim isn't that much different than the rage swimmer. Okay. The difference is in cold water. The startup is like a half a second sooner, and it's a little bit more finessey, so it doesn't kick as wide as the. And that's when I'm. Does. That yeah. makes sense too, because that's when I'm. I mean, when it's real cold like that, I'm crawling. Yeah. Makes, right? like I'm not doing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's the biggest difference. Like I will switch over to a Kitek when the water gets below that 48 degree mark because you do have to swim that thing so slow sometimes and I want that just extra little kick, a little gotcha. tighter kick. So, like A-rig it. setups. Who wants to nail down their A-rig setup because I'm sure we're all about the same here. Yeah, sure, we can just keep the rotation going. Uh mine's a 76 heavy, heavy fast. I'd say I definitely want a faster tip. Uh, 200 size Corrado, 20 pound floral. And I don't change that ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, gosh, that's, that's pretty dang same with me. I went, was on the bandwagon for a little bit there with braid. I don't know if you guys saw the video on social media of me having the rod fly out of my hand <laughs> done with that, uh, much more of a, yeah, I'm either going 17 pound or 20 pound floral. Uh, I think I've got a 300 Corrado or something, 200. I don't know. It's a bigger Corrado yeah. and, um, that handles everything. Great. I love it. And I'm seven, six, actually I'm, I might be seven, eight. It might be even a little taller. Um, and there is a little bit of bend in my rod. Yeah. It's not a moderate, um, at all by any, it's means. like a fast ish. Yeah. Yeah, moderate. It's got a load to it and man, I don't, I don't lose fish on it. They hook up great. It's just my, and I like a long handle on an A rig rod, similar to a swim bait rod where I can launch something. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I used to be a seven six guy, and this year I moved up to a seven foot nine. I feel like I can cast a little bit further with it, the longer handle, but also it it allows the taper of the rod to bend a little bit sooner. So when you hit them in a long distance and you're just reeling and cranking, that rod is more forgiving, so you can really, really reef on them without pulling out a hook. And I think that's a big deal too on to Bailey's point, seven, six heavy. Like I think even though mine's a seven, nine or whatever it is, that extra length, even though it is still a fast tip, it's has a more curve. Mm-hmm. At that longer it's end. more parabolic. Yeah. So it's just, it's probably not even more of a moderate. It's just got a longer rod. So it's yeah. gonna be more parabolic on that. Topic. And, and you have to be really particular. And I can't stress this enough about choosing the right rod for the right application, right? Like if you come in, you're like, I'm just going to throw a seven, six heavy jig rod with an extra fast tip to throw an A-rig. Yeah. You're going to be able to cast a mile, but sometimes when that fish bites it right at the boat, you could literally break the arm on your A-rig when you set the hook. Cause the rod is just too fast. Sometimes or too much right of a out of his mouth. Like yeah. rip it, literally rip it through his lip. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's where that parabolic bend kind of comes into play because it's a little bit more shock absorbing. And when you hit them close to the boat, you're not going to automatically rip the line out of their face, the A-rig out of their face. So just a little keynote there. I like it. Yeah. So what do you guys say? Should we wrap up this first A-rig talk? Yeah. Awesome. So. We want to say thank you to everyone for tuning in to the first ever episode here on the Lure Lab, a part of the Serious Angler Network. And we are so excited to bring this new series and show to every one of our listeners and followers and anybody who is new to the platform. And all we're going to ask in return today is to on the Lure Lab here page is to hit the subscribe button, leave a comment. If you're listening on MP3, Apple Podcasts, to please leave a review. Helps us get noticed a little bit quicker and a little faster. And to be on the lookout for next week's show as we dive into topwater baits. And for now, guys, have a good day.